This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. Christian McCaffrey traded to the 49ers. This really happened, Zach. Yeah, can you believe it? I woke it? up this morning. By the way, like I was sleeping when this <laughs> happened. I missed the fourth quarter of last night's game. Apparently... Andy Dalton threw four touchdowns. Is that is that what happened? Last yeah, he night? did actually. Well, three three touchdowns, whatever it was. It was four like, touchdowns, three picks, and two costly ones at the end he of the pulled, first he, half. Jameis, he looked looking like Jameis Winston out there. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, uh, um, I can see that comparison. But uh, I woke up this morning. I was like, "This is not real." You know, I nah, was like, yeah. "This is not. This is this is the fake Adam Schefter account. This is not <laughs> what's actually yeah, happening." This is the but Tom no. Brady's retiring account. <laughs> it's is literally <laughs> it happened. Christian McCaffrey is a 49er. San Francisco gave up a bunch of picks for Christian McCaffrey, none of which included a first rounder, which mm-hmm. makes sense. He is a running back after all. Yeah. Um what are your first thoughts on this on this trade? I don't mind it. I think Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. I think regardless of where he went, you know, there's not anybody that's gonna start over Christian McCaffrey, I don't think. Um, so regardless of where he went, he was obviously going to have a good workload. But this is actually, it might be an ideal landing spot if you if you think about it. You know, obviously you don't you, you don't want to overreact or underreact to anything. But it seems like this is a much this is already a much better offense than he was in in Carolina. Which if that's the standard that we're holding it to, then yes, this is an ideal landing spot. But um, it's a good offense with a bunch of other weapons. Where you know Christian McCaffrey was the only one on the Panthers' offense really capable of producing at all, whether it was for fantasy related or if it was just putting points on the board or moving the ball downfield. So I, I think that Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco is going to be a really nice piece. Um, you know, it's too bad. The Jeff Wilson um, hype train, yeah, I think it's pulled in the station. It's not going anymore. Um, they've, they've become handcuffs at this point. I, I think Christian McCaffrey can only be better than he's been. Elijah Mitchell's now a handcuff, right? You've been holding yeah. him on your IR spot, you know, hoping that he comes back soon. He's just a handcuff at this point. He's a relatively high upside handcuff, right? Like he's one of the high end ones because you know that he's going to be the guy if oh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey were to were to miss time. But that's all he is at this point. I don't think he's going to have much standalone value because if he, you know, if he maybe like caught some balls and stuff like that, maybe he can be. But <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is going to be doing all the ball catching in San Francisco. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Out of this Absolutely. backfield, um, you look at what Christian McCaffrey has already done this year. He's the RB four in fantasy points per game. He's third among running backs in scrimmage yards. He was one of he was in one of the worst offenses in the, in the NFL and was doing that right. Yeah, he scored three times in six weeks. Not bad for the Panthers' offense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams last week they knew they had to stop Christian McCaffrey, and he still averaged five point three one yards a carry. Yeah. Okay. So who else were the Rams trying to defend? 
in that game with PJ Walker and Jacob Eason in at quarterback. Right. And he was still able yeah. to get it done. Right? I, I, Dumpster I, fire of a team. Yeah. I saw somewhere, I don't know how true this was, or if this was like taken halfway through the game, partway through the game, but I saw that PJ Walker attempted 16 passes or something like that. And only one of them traveled beyond the line of scrimmage. Like, <laughs> yes, is that is that a true stat true. that I saw? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So a bu- on a bunch of plays, they uh, they had both Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard in on the same game, and like they would like hand it off to Chuba with Christian McCaffrey lining up as a wide receiver, you know, just to kind of ease you know him into the game. But yeah, yeah no, they were not even trying last week. No, DJ no, Moore led. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is hilarious. DJ Moore had like 75% of, of the team's air yards last week, and he had like 30 total air yards. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I'm yeah, not no. even kidding. So, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, to answer your question of who else were the Rams going to be defending, nobody. You know, not even DJ Moore can escape that type of offense. It's just horrendous. And the oh, weird thing man. is, I but, didn't think the yeah. Panthers were going to be this, like, you know, the bad team this year. I, I didn't think that was going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I mean, but Baker was a lot worse than we thought. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was the that's start really of, their downfall, of their downfall. The offensive line was solid. You know, they had a solid offensive line, and that's part of the reason why McCaffrey was able to, you know, get some runs off. Even though, you know, you have to be a good offensive line in order to do what 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 he did. Um, you know, they did with him, even though the entire defense knows exactly who is getting the ball on every play. At least with Christian McCaffrey, you didn't know whether he was going to run out of the backfield, you know, uh, run right out of the backfield or carry the ball. That's a good thing. And now San Francisco is going to have that advantage now, right? When Jeff Wilson's in the backfield, you're not really worried about him catching the ball. No. You're only defending him if it's a run play. Um, but look at the last three weeks. Nine targets, 12 targets, eight targets for, for Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's going to see like 10 targets a game in San Francisco, right? right. But his efficiency as one of the best running backs in the NFL is going to go through the roof. A good offensive line, a good run scheme, outside zone, other weapons the defense has to pay attention to, right? Debo, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. They traded for him. They're going to use him. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan got a new weapon now. Um, oh, yeah. I can see his tar- his carries going up, though. Like, last couple weeks, he's only had, like, 13, 14 carries, right? Um, I can see that going up a little bit. I can see the targets go down slightly on this offense. His snap share potentially going down a little bit. But the touchdowns yeah. and the efficiency, it's going to make up for it. I think so, absolutely. And it's, you know, you talk about, you know, maybe he, he'll get more carries and less targets. You know, we talk about how targets have a premium. But I don't think it's going to matter because it's a much, much better offense than Christian McCaffrey's been operating in, not only just this season, but his whole career. You know, it's just, it looks so good. Imagine, you know, and this kind of unrelated, but imagine this offense with Trey Lance at quarterback. <laughs> can you imagine like it would have been so awesome you know jimmy g he'll, he'll get the job done it's not going to affect christian mccaffrey who's taking snaps at this point you know between given the choice between trey lance and jimmy g it's actually been pretty similar from what we've seen so he'll be fine but i, I just think about that you know how, how that could be if they added christian mccaffrey and had trey lance there would be an insane offense but um i i think that there's no reason to worry about any workload decrease because if the workload decreases quantity might decrease but quality will increase yeah Exactly, exactly. And you see what these running backs have done, you know, before Christian McCaffrey got there. You know, Elijah Mitchell, who's a much better running back than Jeff Wilson, he was averaging 4.9 yards a carry before he got hurt. Jeff Wilson, you know, was was up there too this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 4.7 yards a carry last season. The year before that, 4.8 yards a carry. Mostert, five yards a carry. Jeff Wilson, five yards a carry the year before that. 
Mostert, Breida, 5.6 yards of carry, 5.1 yards of carry. The year before that, Matt Breida, 5.3 yards of carry. So you get the point, yeah. right? This is an efficient run game with guys who like are like just average guys at the right. Are, are they Jags? <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. No, I would say Elijah is a Jag, but yeah. I I mean, listen, like you know, at the end of the day, right? Like I I, I tweeted this out today, and I said that these good running backs who have low draft capital, they're not safe. Right, no. James Robinson, you draft Travis Etienne, Elijah Mitchell, you trade for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, who else? I had one more. I had another yeah, guy I, there. I, I uh, an, another obvious one. I forgot who it was, but yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you kind of get the point, right? Um, so just is just a dynasty reminder. Damian Pierce, maybe he's next. No, despite no. how good he's looking. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't despite do that how good he's Damian looking, Pierce shares. <laughs> well, listen, if you're in dynasty, you know, you have to kind of like understand like what the situation can be. That yes, you can get production from him this year. Yeah. Right. But you know, don't in, don't don't over invest, you know, unless it's for the cheap, which you won't get him for cheap, right? At this point. Um, you know, you gotta understand like what the draft capital means. It, it always does. Michael Carter, thank you, Sean. Sean coming through in the chat. <laughs> Appreciate you, Sean. Michael how Carter you, was the other one. How do you miss that one? He's on your team. <laughs> I know, right? Like, maybe I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just really. Uh, You've you been know. talking about Christian McCaffrey all day. Christian He's McCaffrey, not but also, you know, I'm thinking about Elijah that. Moore too, and we'll get to Elijah Moore in a second. But I did want to say real quick that CMC might not play this week. I would assume that he's going to play. Like my assumption, he's going to play. He's going to get some snaps. I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to get like you know seventy five percent of snaps, but like you know, I would assume he'll be out there for a little bit, maybe in the goal line stuff like that. I think Ian Rappaport tweeted that out that he might see some goal line packages. I don't know where that report came from. I don't know where he got that from. Who knows if that's like legit or not? But yeah. I do think he's going to be out there. If I have Christian McCaffrey and I don't have like one of the top high end options, I'm going to play Christian McCaffrey because I'm just going to assume that he's going to get like some goal line work. Yeah. Um, he's had one goal line carry this entire year, man. Okay, and he <laughs> and the 49ers have had, I think it was 11 or 12 goal yeah. line carries this year. Right. So like, he's gonna get his. Um, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, you have to think that he gets a bump here, right? Like, he already has good weapons, and now he gets one of the best weapons in the NFL, if not the best weapon in the NFL, out of the backfield. All of his guys are healthy right now, and I already liked him this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, though, like he's probably at least in the top 15, right? Some top 12 weeks. I think he has to be because this offense just got like, I mean, they had the run game going already, but with Christian McCaffrey, it's now a completely different animal. I and mean, we know Kyle Shanahan's going to draw up some nice plays and get Christian McCaffrey utilized in a way that's much better than even he was being used in Carolina. I, I think the whole offense takes a step forward. Um, the only guys that might get hurt would, would be the pass catchers. Um, you know, Debo could take a step back in terms of his passing and his receiving production, but I'm not going to. Um, say anything i'm not gonna say that's going to happen until i see it happen you know there's a chance but i'm not gonna say anything because Debo's a really good talent too he's almost like christian mccaffrey just at wide receiver um but with jimmy grapple i think he absolutely gets a boost you know because he's before he was dumping off the guys that weren't really you know playmakers after the catch and this is now the premier playmaker after the catch you know you talk about the yak bros as receivers for the niners now they have Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. It's going to be rough riding for a bunch of defenses move forward. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely going to benefit from Christian McCaffrey. I think you can move him up into the top 12 this week, definitely, against the Chiefs and in the future, like you said. I don't think top 12 is out of the question anymore. I'm with you, man. Um, now, let's move on to the Jets 
Elijah Elijah Moore, after not getting targeted at all last week, well, you know, really one target that didn't count because of a, of a penalty, he's requested a trade. And a yeah. lot of Jets fans, and I'm a Jets fan, okay, a lot of Jets fans are butthurt about this. And I'm a Jets fan, but I will always, always, always be on the player's side when it comes to this kind of stuff. If Moore doesn't put up numbers now, his next contract isn't going to be what it can when he knows what he's capable of, right? I understand the Jets are winning right now, and that's great, but his livelihood literally depends on whether he produces now or not. If the Jets win games, guess who makes more money? Woody Johnson, okay? This is the NFL where players are getting money. They are getting paid. This isn't college football. This isn't high school football where the team comes over everything else. Sure. But in the NFL, I don't think that should be the case. In the NFL, it's a business, right? And I'd rather have these players win than these owners in this context, right? Like the owners deserve their money. They built a business, and that's great. And they'll get their money. But Elijah Moore is trying to control his own destiny as he should. That's me. Yeah. I think that's a completely fair analysis of it. You know, you can be butthurt about it. Yes, we thought Elijah Moore was going to be a much bigger part of this offense coming into the season, and it looked really good. You know, a lot of Jets fans really rally around him. I don't know how um, attached you were to Elijah Moore coming into the season. Um, I know you had Very high attached. hopes. Yeah, you yeah. you had high hopes. Extremely attached. He was one of my biggest misses this year in terms of fantasy. He was yeah. probably like one of my biggest misses, if not my biggest miss, in terms of like him. Like, hey guys, you gotta draft him. Right, he was like one of my must-draft guys, yeah. and he went from that to having zero targets this past week. That, that it's just an unprecedented fall-off, you know. And if that's the way it's going to be, I do agree with what you're saying. You know, at this point, it does become a business. If he's not going to be doing anything to up his value or you know even maintain a decent value, then you don't want that as a player. I completely understand what you're saying. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. You know, if a couple of people say that Dallas could be a destination. I don't think there's um, much. <laughs> much there because there's already a bunch of receivers there. James Washington's going to be coming back. I'm not sure how he'd work in, but um, you know, hopefully he could get to a team where he's going to be getting points. You know, at this point, what do you think you're doing with Elijah Moore? Like, have you dropped him at this point? Like if you still have him, do you keep him on the bench and hope for the best? I'd say like, you know, a bunch of people did drop Elijah Moore. If he was dropped, I'd pick him up. Uh, Our boy, Hummy in our league picked him up for like $54. Like fifty four percent of his fab yeah. last night, and uh, no one else bid on him. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a terrible feeling. I just texted him right before the podcast, and he was said he was going on a trip with his uh, with his wife now and his dog. And I said, uh, "Hey man, do you have any more? Do you, do you have any money left to spend yeah. on this trip? Because you <laughs> you burnt all burnt all of it on Elijah Moore." Um, but it doesn't like you know Robert Sala just did come out and say that they're not trading him. You know, that's what they're saying. Who knows what's reality? They're saying that they're not going to trade him and that, you know, he won't play this week and that he'll be back in the building. Oh, he's already in the building right now, but, you know, he'll be back in, in a normal, you know, game week setting next week. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but either way, I'll pick up. I, I won't let Elijah Moore just sit on the waiver wire during the situation because you never right. know what will happen. A team might call and give them a, an offer they can't refuse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um just in case he ends up going to a good team. Like you said, you know, Dallas or Green Bay, you know, a team like that would be amazing. Um, yeah. This week, like Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, like, you know, they get upgraded, sure, but they're going up against Denver. So not yeah. really a fan of either of these guys this week. Um, I would expect the target share to go up, but like, I'm not sure how effective they're going to be. 
you know? Yeah. Um, I expect them to try to run the ball, play good defense, and and try, try to get out of that game with a win and go 5-2. and two. Uh, Russell Wilson's banged up also. Um, he said he has a Wolverine-like healing, which yeah. might, uh, you know, allow him to play with that hamstring injury. We'll see. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as he eats, you know, a few Danger Witch sandwiches, I'm sure he'll be fine <laughs> uh, coming into this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't forget, don't lose sight of the fact, like I said, I think yesterday on the podcast, that, you know, the Broncos tend to pull their opponents down to mediocrity with them. And, you know, you talk about the upgrade for Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. It, the upgrade might have to wait a week, you know, because I, I agree. I, but their defense is good, though. I'll give them that. You know, they, yeah. they have, especially their secondary, Pat Sertan has been holding it down, right, as a number one corner in shadow yeah. coverage on, on his side. Like, he's been doing his thing. Yeah, no, you don't want to take any credit away from the defense. The defense is doing their part. It's just the offense. And it seems like regardless of who they're playing against, you know, the offense, even though they're completely inept, always have a chance, you know, to go up with a score. And that's a credit to the defense, 100%. But, um, yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore, I would – I would hold him if you have if you happen yeah. to still have him. Um, I would try to. It's this time of year, right before the trade deadline, where you know the waiver wire becomes a really useful tool for you. You know, if you saved up that bad, if uh, if you have Kenneth Walker, I'm assuming you're not paying attention to the waiver wire anymore because you got him on the waiver wire. But um, paying attention to the waiver wire is key right about now because all these players are moving. You know, Elijah Moore can move; he could be on the waiver wire. Um, just keep an eye out. Like we know, um, I think Deontay Foreman was on the waiver wire. Happened to be in our league yeah. and, and in another league, I forget, but um, definitely pay attention to that as things keep moving around. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Foreman uh, was, I think Deontay Foreman was already rostered and then someone picked up. Um, was it Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard. Or actually, no, he was on waivers. I think somebody dropped him and then he, someone picked him up off of waivers for like zero bucks, um, yeah. which is, which is, which is great. Um, but these guys are going to be flex plays at best moving forward. Like this team is trash. This offense is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, and I, and on top of that, I see a, a committee, you know, so a committee on a bad offense, like it's never a good thing unless the talent that you're talking about is through the roof, like Christian McCaffrey was, you know? Yeah. And he was getting all the opportunity as well. eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um, Don't let this... Don't let this Christian McCaffrey news and everything, you know, distract you from the fact that we just had the highest scoring Thursday night football game of the season last night. Like that was just such a refresher. It was entertaining. It was a very entertaining game. It was so much better than the other games that we've seen. And of course it comes from two, two and four squads. You know, 
Dude, I wouldn't have really seen that coming. I, I, I'm going to buy one of those like moving picture frames. Like, you know, the ones where you can have like an animation or like, yeah. a, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm going to get that, that video, that like three second video of Andy Dalton after he throws the pick, oh, the pick yeah. six, mm-hmm. turning around and having dude jump into a somersault into the end zone in the background. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing video right there. Yeah. Like, that that, was, that was like one of the best camera shots I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and uh, that I'm was a, that. I'm getting that. That was a full send, you know, no holds barred somersault into the end zone. Like, I think it didn't look comfortable when he landed. Like, he went flying. I think he got more air than he anticipated. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, like, it was, it was, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. But listen, Andy Dalton, you know, at the end of the day, like, he was putting out, he put up numbers, dude. I, I picked him up in, in our Superflex League and, you know, I, I, I didn't start him. You know, it was a Thursday night. I'm like, you know, how, I've been every single QB two. I, I lost Trey Lance in that league. Every single QB two that I've started has averaged like five points. Yeah, <laughs> it's been bad. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to start Andy Dalton. But there he goes throwing up thirty points on my bench. Great. Um, but you know, pretty, pretty entertaining game. You know, Benjamin got it done. You know, despite only playing on fifty eight percent of snaps, he was in every down back last week. Uh, but Keontae Ingram got it. Got in on the action a bit this week last night. Uh, Eno still got his 17 touches and got it done in a big, big way for you. So, you know, hope you listened. Hope you didn't get discouraged after last week. Uh, you know, him not put him not putting up the points, but getting all the utilization that you're looking for uh, underneath that. Right. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, he caught 10 of 14 targets for 103 yards this week for a 50 percent target share. Do you think that's sustainable, Zach? I don't know. But, uh, if- that's sustainable, but I think it's going to be relatively high. I don't think it's going to be 50, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 30%. I, I, I don't think that's too far out of the question because Kyler Murray just dialed right into him. It's been it's his first game back. You know what I'm saying? He dialed right I, in. I, I, I would be surprised if it's at 30%. You would? I think 50% okay, was just insane. DeAndre Hopkins didn't get 10-plus targets in any game last year. He hasn't seen – well, he, he actually saw one 13-target game like late in the season. After he came back from injury. Right. But early on in the year, when he was healthy, he didn't see one double-digit target game. Rondell Moore and Zacharis combined for five targets in this game. Robbie Anderson hardly played. I'm selling I'm selling DeAndre Hopkins, and we're going to talk about him on the Wednesday episode next week, no doubt. Uh, Rondell yeah. Moore, he played on the outside in this game all game long. AJ Green lost his job. Um, yeah. Robbie... Robbie, when Robbie is ready, he'll be on the outside. Moore will move back inside, and targets will start distributing. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is so weird, dude. He's so weird with his personal groupings. It's like, all right, yeah. Rondell Moore, like who cannot do anything on the outside. Let me move you to the outside in this game. Yeah, like what? Rondell Moore, five seven. Let's run him on. What the are outside. you doing? Yeah, I, I, of course he's gonna get two that. targets. Of course, he's, he's gonna he, get two oh targets. my god, are you kidding me? And Did you see the when, fade in the end zone? Why are you giving Rondell Moore a fade in the end zone <laughs> with DeAndre? Hopkins, and of course, yeah, I know. And and it was. And it was it was offensive pass interference on that play. Of course, it's going to be offensive pass interference. He's what going to five seven. He's, he's going, going to require, to require to pass push off. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> to catch completely. that ball, Makes I mean, no he sense. caught it. It was out of bounds, but he needed help. Yeah, of, he needed to push off. And it wasn't even a catch. I don't think anyway because he was bobbling. Oh, wasn't? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, exactly. He caught it, but it was out of bounds. He bobbled out of bounds. That's right. That's yeah. right. But um, um, with Rondo Moore, if you sat <laughs> when you sat down to watch this game. And the first drive started for the Cardinals. 
Rondell Moore caught that one pass for 31 yards. Yeah, he absolutely did. He did. quiet after that. Like he, yep. I was like, here we go. Rondell Moore is gonna show up, you know, take a bunch of targets from DeAndre Hopkins, and that was it. That was it. Yeah. That was it for the night. I couldn't believe it. But I'm buying Rondell Moore. I'm selling DeAndre Hopkins. Not saying I'd rather have Rondell Moore over DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. No, that's right. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that one is undervalued right now. One is overvalued after this game. You have all the selling points you need to sell DeAndre Hopkins. Now that you're talking about, yeah, yeah. you have oh, every yeah. single selling point that you need. Not only do you have the the usage and the target share, you have the production to go with it. You know, and oh, it yeah. was in, everyone saw it. It was Thursday night football. You know, it's it's not oh, like yeah. you're watching. It was every, sweet. It's, it's not like a one o'clock game where you know you could tune in somewhere else and completely miss the fact that DeAndre Hopkins was getting hyper targeted. No, this was prime time. It was national television. Everybody saw it. So, you know, it just makes it that much sweeter, that much easier to sell them, I think. It was sweet. It was sweet. Um, Chris Olave, he was doing Chris Olave things. 28% target share, 12 targets. He got it done for you. I, I did trade Chris Olave away yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I, 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 I added Ramondre Stevenson to that deal, and I got Amon Ross St. Brown. I, I sent that out before yesterday's podcast in the morning. Um, and I mentioned that, like, I sent some trades in for Amara St. Brown, and it was accepted. So I'm happy, especially since Damian Harris returned to a full practice yesterday. Um, you know, I think that's going to, you know, revert to a little bit of a timeshare. Ramondre yeah. is still going to be a low-end RB2. He's still going to be solid. He's still going to have his games. Chris Olave is a stud. But yeah. listen, I'm trying to get that high-end, you know, wide receiver one, that solid wide receiver one that, that I, I'm looking for. I did, lo- I did lose Hollywood Brown in that league. So I was looking to kind of, you know, get get back, get back right. I was hoping I would get Keenan Allen back. But yeah. apparently, apparently Keenan Allen, he might be held out another week. He might hold himself out another week. He he was asked yesterday that since his bye is next week, you know, is it better to give it another week of rest? And it seems like that beat reporter gave him some ideas. And he's <laughs> like, you know what? No, Maybe literally. I'd- he was like, you know what? Like, this might be a good idea. Um, if yep. that's so now he's considering that. So thanks a lot. Whoever Maybe we can continue uh, to leave Faraz's fantasy team shorthanded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. and he said if that's the best decision, um, that's what we'll do. So he hasn't practiced in full yet this week. It's, mm-hmm. it's all been limited practices so far. We'll see what happens today. Uh, but just keep in mind that he might not play and he might not be back until week nine. That's possible. Yeah. Now, so this is that, for might, me. that might be a good thing for in the long run. Yeah, maybe in the long right? run. Yeah, but, but that's kind of sucks. It sucks because I'm starting to question whether age is now starting to factor into it. Like we knew he wasn't necessarily the most durable receiver, you know, even before this, but this is just making me, you know, a little bit leery of him long-term now. I'm not sure what he's going to be able to do. Um, if he's going to be available, obviously availability is like number one, not only for the NFL, but also for your fantasy team. If he's not available, you know, you're really getting hung out to dry by Keenan Allen right now. And I'm worried that, you know, the production might not be similar to what we know Keenan Allen to do when he comes back. Obviously, that remains to be seen. It's just speculation. You could say that maybe because I'm saying that it's time to buy Keenan Allen, but I don't think you're going to be able to sell him right now because there's just so many questions surrounding him. And the offense, you know, obviously for the Chargers hasn't looked that fantastic either. So for me, if if I'm a Keenan Allen manager, I'm like, I'm kind of stuck, you know, now this is another hold situation where you're just hoping something goes well. And I'd be looking to sell if he has a good game. Um, I think anytime when he comes back, I wouldn't, I, I would say, I would say this, like, you know, if 
when he comes, like if he holds out this week and he comes back after the bye, that means he is definitely 100. percent You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because he's been held out. He did tweak his hamstring a couple weeks ago, so that yeah. completely delayed the process. They were trying to get him back too early, you know, and he came back and tweaked it, and he doesn't want to do that again. So he's trying to make sure that he's completely right. Um, and when and if he doesn't miss this week, that now if he comes back this week. Then, then you're worried because you're like, all right, I hope he doesn't tweak it <laughs> yeah. in this game, right? And he just had the he had the bye next week. So, you know, if you're chilling, like you're not like one and five, and you need a win, or two and four, and you need a win, then you know you might be like, all right, well, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I'll still hopefully be in it in two weeks, and he'll be back yeah. and he'll help me. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm just a glass half full type of guy. Maybe um, I'm a glass half empty. You know, I, I don't think so, Zach. I think you're a relatively positive guy. Relatively. I do. I do. Except for <laughs> Keen Allen right now. I'm just looking at him. And I'm so, just happy that I don't have him. You know, I'm just watching what you're going through. And that's just making me You feel, see what you I'm know. going through, bro? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm you're holding going it together. It. I'm holding it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> Darren, Waller, <laughs> <laughs> Darren Waller, he's likely going to be out this week with that hamstring injury. Um, Hunter Renfro, he was also added to the injury report with a hip. Maybe we see another Mac Hollins day, you know, maybe a good little DFS play at the very least against the Texans, you know, yep. you guys, that ceiling, you never know. Just want to put that out there. Kenny Pickett, he's clear the concussion protocol, the fastest clearance in NFL history, and he will <laughs> give his receiving core an upgrade this week against Miami on Sunday night football. I'll be, I'm so much happier that I'll be seeing Kenny Pickett on Sunday night than I am Mr. Biscay. Oh, yeah. Not only with Kenny Pickett, but also, you know, in that same game, Tua's going to be back. So now it's two, yeah. concussed, quor- two concussed quarterbacks. It's a concussion bowl. Dude, this is... This is... <laughs> we have the concussion bowl. I just dude, realized that. The concussion bowl. That's terrible, dude. <laughs> On NFL primetime, Sunday night. Oh yeah, dude. This is a this is a PR nightmare waiting to happen tonight. Will they be night. able to wake? Will they be able to walk <laughs> off the field under their own power? Find out Sunday night. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh goodness. All right. I think All right, that I think that's about time we get to wide receiver rankings. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it.